Hey there, thoughtful listener. What is your number one lead generation blocker? Head to upmyinfluence.com slash quiz to find out right now. That's upmyinfluence.com slash quiz, and I'll share why you aren't getting the intros and sales you deserve. We're also actively seeking guests for this daily commercial-free entrepreneur wisdom podcast. Agency owners, consultants, coaches, and B2B service providers, head to upmyinfluence.com slash guest, and I'd love to promote your expertise to our amazing audience. Let's get on with the show. With us right now, it's Brian O'Neill. Brian, we we got to hit record. You and I were just kind of going and chatting, and I'm like, oh yeah, we got to talk about that. Uh, so I'm excited to have you on the show. Uh, your website, Brian, is bkwpropertysolutions.com. Uh, of course, again, you're the founder CEO. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, great, great energy, Josh. Offline, looking forward to the discussion. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Give us an overview of what BKW does. Yeah, so we we purchase properties. It's a real estate company, and we purchase properties in the Chicago land area. Uh, we're we're looking to expanding into other markets. There's millions of homes here, so I got plenty plenty of houses yeah, no to kidding. call on. But essentially, what we're doing is buying on what's referred to as terms or creative financing. So the majority of the properties that I buy uh, are single family homes. You can do this on multifamily as well. Uh, we buy. Uh, no money down on either seller financing subject to an existing mortgage or maybe a lease option. And we do this with sellers who are having some problems. Like these aren't the retail sellers. These are, these are individuals and families that have a problem. We can help them solve that. And then what we do, so we help them move on. And then what we do is we help people who are either self-employed uh, and don't look great on paper because the banks don't like self-employed people and they're just outside of financeability and they they have the wherewithal the the funds for down payment they have the income to purchase a property there's just this one little missing piece and it's called seizing we get them into the house on a rent to own or a lease to own situation and set them up to get a bank loan within a couple of three years uh, and then the house gets cashed out so that that that's our business model and and i and i love it and and i and you know we get to help a lot of people yeah. Um, and so talk about the, I mean, cause obviously you need to pull together, you've got end level, you know, homeowners and so forth, but then, you know, how does your company operate? Like what are, what are all the pieces that you kind of bring together to, to help make this happen? Yeah. So I have a team just like, you know, many business and, and, and the first step, Josh is finding the seller with the problem. Right, so we're we're calling sellers who typically are actively trying to sell but can't, and maybe have an associated issue with that. Like, hey, I've moved, and I can't afford two mortgage payments, or mm -hmm. I inherited this house and I don't know what to do with it, or I got divorced and the house I don't want it. I can't, you know, mm -hmm. divorce is is a very very common motivation. Or this happened a lot with COVID, Josh. A lot of uh, landlords are just tired of being in the landlord business because they weren't getting paid and mm. they were having to evict people. So it all starts really with that, solving the seller's issue. So we're constantly, you know, lead generation marketing is 
going on on a daily basis trying to find these sellers who we can help and I have a team to do that and then once we get the houses under agreement and solve the problem then we have a whole nother marketing strategy because we got to go out and find the buyers I mean I have buyers on my list but then we go out and individually market the properties we have processes and systems in, in place there you know and then we have some other situations where you know, I mentioned using creative financing, the strategy is typically no money down, but there is the seller, free and clear sellers who have no debt on their house. Well, hey, I, I, I'd like some money. You know, I've, my house is worth 400 grand. I need some money to, to make this happen. So you might have to give them 10 or 15 or 20%. And it's still a great deal because they're willing to finance you and you don't have to go through the microscope and, and you know, with the banks. Mm -hmm. So those are situations where we would have some money that we would, you know, typically raise uh, a, a private investor and, 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 uh, you know, close that transaction out so that seller can move on. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah. What was your, what, what was your story? Like, what was your entry into all of this? Sure. So I was in corporate sales for 25 years. Wow. I was, I worked for the same company for 17 years. I was an elevator salesman, Josh. So anyone listening, thinking that you need to have prior real estate experience to invest in real estate, I'm living proof that you do not need that. You just need to know how to talk to people. And what, what really drove me into entrepreneurship was I had, I, I always knew that there was something more for, for me. I knew I was capable of something more. I just like a lot of people, I'm sure you hear this story all the time, you know, we're programmed to do what we do, which is go to school, get a job, you know, put your retirement, put, you know, max out your 401k and maybe hopefully retire at 65. Well, I signed up for that program and yeah. I knew that it wasn't the right way to do it, but I was a high income earner and I felt trapped in that job and I created a lifestyle that that job needed to support. Um, I was gone all the time. I was traveling a hundred thousand miles a year. I have a young son. He's 10 now. And when he got older, I was missing him grow up because I was gone all the time. When he got older, he started to tell me, Hey dad, I don't like when you're gone. You know, I miss, I'm, I'm scared to be in this house with mom mm. by myself. And that was, that was the straw that broke the camel's back. I said, I can't do this anymore. I'm not missing this kid, kid grow up. And I dove into real estate because I had been following it for years and I mm. said, okay, this is, this is it. I'm doing this. I I'm listening to my, to my kid. Yeah. And, and so you, what, what, what was your first transaction? And obviously, you know, it's not like you buy a rental and quit your job in the same week. I hope not <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I thought about it. It didn't happen. So my first transaction was a house that I purchased on a, on a lease option. Again, I gave the seller $10. So it was truly no money down uh, wow. $10. She did cash the check and I, I solved a problem. She had bought a, she had bought a condo. She couldn't afford two mortgage payments, couldn't sell her house. And we came to terms on an agreement. And, you know, three, four months later, I put a buyer in that home. And I got my first check and I said, okay, this is real. I can do this, right? Yeah. It took me about 90 days to execute that transaction. By the way, I had a coach and a mentor. That was my biggest mistake all those years is why I didn't move the needle in my life yeah. is because I thought I could do it myself. I don't know what it is about men where we think we got it all figured out. We don't need help from anybody, but that was my mentality. So I hired a coach and, and that covered the fear of like, hey, what if I mess this up? And 
once I got a couple of those types of deals under my belt, the, the, the proof of concept was there. And then I planned my exit. You know, I, I, I planned it. I budgeted properly. I knew I had the support. I was doing deals. And I said, look, I can, I can live for the next 12 months without taking a nickel out of the business or out of my savings account. Mm. And, and that gave me the security, my, my wife, the security that like, let's do this, let's leave the job so we can grow and scale the business. And that's what happened. It took nine months to do it. Yeah. What, um, and, and, and you can share, um, you know, how did you find that buyer or, um, it, again, you know, by leveraging alternative financing, it really opens up the market and who you can work with. Um, but are there any secrets to getting in front of those people or like, what do you do to, you know, um, you know, it's like, you know, creating the deal, you know, obviously, you know, a lot about the mechanics there. And mm -hmm. I suspect, that there are a lot of people that just don't simply know that they can become a homeowner because they're not aware of some of the no, you know, low money, no money down opportunities that are open to them. You're a hundred percent right. And most people don't understand that there are other alternatives like this. Okay. And th th which is why I encourage anyone if even just for the sake of your own primary residence, imagine if you could mm -hmm. go buy your next house with no money down and no banks, because it's possible if you learn the skill, okay? Even if you're qualified. So buyers, I will never have enough houses for all the buyers that are out there. I just won't because more, most in most markets, you're looking at roughly 70 to 80% cannot qualify for a bank loan today. You talk to any mortgage loan yep. originator, you get 10 applications, two of them qualify. Now with interest rates doubling, it's two in 20, okay? So finding buyers is not difficult. Adver we just advertise. We're looking for people who are making the move from renting to buying. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that, that's a lot of folks. So we advertise on rental sites and you know we get properties. I mean, they go pretty, they go relatively quickly. The hard part is getting the house. Yeah. Um, and, and so the consumer, my, you know, my other persona is kind of, you know, one of, you know, consumer advocate, consumer, you know, behavior, that sort of mm -hmm. thing. Um, it, why isn't the bank saying, no, I'm sorry, you're not qualified to be a home. Why is that not the best indicator of who should go from renting to you know, the, the path to home ownership. Why, why don't we let, just let the banks decide uh, and that ultimately is best for consumers? Yeah, I love the question. And, you know, banks have their, their criteria. They're conservative, right? They, they're, they're looking at the risk and they're in a lot of cases, they're not really talking to the people, right? They're looking at a three-digit number yeah. and yep. I don't think anybody should be judged solely on a three-digit number. It's unfair. It, it really is, but that's the, that's the world that we live in. And, you know, I never, I'm, I never met with any of my underwriters face to face. I never had a chance to tell my story. We get, our buyers get to do that. We meet with them. They get, they get a chance to talk about what their life event was. These aren't people who mismanage their credit, Josh. These are people who have had significant life events happen to them. Mm -hmm. Okay. Death, divorce, um, job loss. They got back on their feet. They're self-employed. Identity theft. I mean, people have, you know, I, I talked to buyers who their parents opened up credit accounts 
in their name when they were kids. It's like, and their credit got destroyed. Like, how was that the kid's mm, fault? Yeah. That's, you know, that's the bank doesn't care about that, but they're nope. doing all the right things in terms of employment and saving and income, but they can't get a bank account because their parents wrecked their credit. Mm. Those are the types yeah. of people that we can help. Yeah. Hey, you've also been, um, you have a podcast um, and, and, and I want to promote that and uh, talk about, um, you know, that, that you've, you've been working with successful, you know, professionals, uh, because obviously you have an inspiring story of, you know, you kind of being able to escape the, um, you know, a job that ultimately, you know, not, not fulfilling to, you know, continue doing into your fifties, sixties, et cetera. Uh, and, and now being able to have a lot more freedom to, you know, as a, as a business owner, uh, you know, you've have quite an inspiring story, but talk about the work that you do today to, uh, kind of rescue other folks that, uh, you know, are, are not enjoying uh, where they are professionally. Definitely. And I appreciate that, Josh, the show, the podcast is called the W2 Prison Break Show. It's kind of a, you know, a funny uh, thing that we put together here. But, you know, I felt like I was in a prison for all those years, uh, and one that I created, right. And because I created this lifestyle associated with the income that I was earning. You know, I, I, I bought the bigger house, I bought my wife the nice car, you know, I got more stuff. And mm. as a result, as I got older, you know, hey, if I ever leave this job, I'm gonna get no one, no one's gonna pay me the money that I'm earning. Yeah. So I just felt stuck, I'm running on the treadmill. Well, that's all false. That's a story I told myself, there, there is a way out. It's all mindset related. It truly is, you have to change the way you think before you can ever think about leaving that job. And going into entrepreneurship, or even if it's just a career change, something that you love doing. And that's who I help. So I'm helping folks who are like me, stuck in a job that they hated, and developing the mindset and the skill set to break free from that so that you can get over the fear and do what it is that you love, discover what you love, because you, you need to do that first, mm -hmm. and then plan the exit. Yeah. Awesome. What was it? One more time on the name of the podcast. The W2 Prison Break Show. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. Brian O'Neill, again, you are the founder and CEO of BKW Property Solutions. Your website, bkwpropertysolutions.com. Your new podcast, W2 Prison Break. I love it. Thank you so much, Brian, for joining us. Appreciate it. Great, great being on. Thanks so much, Josh. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. If you're a listener, I'd love to shout out your business to our whole audience for free. You can do that by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or join our listener Facebook group. Just search for The Thoughtful Entrepreneur in Facebook. I'd love even if you just stopped by to say hi. I'd love to meet you. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. We love our community who listens and shares our program every day. Together, we are empowering one another as thoughtful entrepreneurs. Hit subscribe so that tomorrow morning, that's right, 
seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. I promise to bring positivity and inspiration to you for around 15 minutes each day. Thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.